0: This episode of Drew and Sam Talk Training is brought to you by the Better Than Yesterday University 30-Day Challenge. Do you feel that there are no true improvements occurring at your store? The 30-Day Better Shifts Today Challenge is for you. Whether in person or online, this system will generate results. We know, we guarantee it. Learn more at trainwithbty.com. That's trainwithbty.com. And now, on to our episode.
1: Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, <laughs> Hey, Drew, did you uh, did you just hear that ad? Why, yes, Sam, I did. I, I hear there's big changes at Better Than Yesterday. In fact, the fantastic curriculum that I got to be a part of with Jim Groneman's
0: group has a new name. Tell us more about that, man. Sam, no. No, Sam, we have to wait. We have to tell our listeners who we are, and then what we're doing and then because i want to tease it for just a hot minute
1: you know what i uh i'm just so excited about it but you're right let's um let's get into that intro shall we where the hell have you been soldier training sir sir! what kind of training son pizza training sir (laughs)
0: Welcome to episode 50 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Drew Helmholtz with Better Than Yesterday Consulting.
1: And I am Sam Fouser, also known as Jump the Gun Fowser with Fowser
0: Consulting. Leapfrogger. In this episode, we are going to, well, it seems talk about my company name changes and curriculum updates, but also we're going to talk about crucial conversations by the whole slew of authors. Joseph Grinney, Carrie Patterson, Ron McMillan, Alice Switzer and Emily Gregory, because everybody needs to crucially converse. Sam, how are you doing? Drew, I'm going to tell you what, if I was any better, it would be illegal. In most states, you are illegal. It's hard to argue with that. So you'd mentioned my uh, curriculum update. I had this epiphany. Um, I have been trying to find names. And as the listeners know, and Sam, as you well know, I come from that corporate training background where we create a training program and force our employees through it. So naming doesn't matter. Marketing barely matters. And enjoyment is even less. And occasionally, I get into that. And I rename my, my system because I didn't like the first name I had for it. And then I really didn't like the second name because somehow I made it even longer and more boring. And then I realized, what am I really trying to do? So I've got my curriculum into four buckets. So you ready, Sam? Here we go. Here's bucket one. For the store manager or the assistant manager, we've got better shifts today. Sam, what do you think the outcome of better shifts today will be? Um, Hold on a second. It is early
1: here in Council Bluffs, Iowa. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it is
0: to have better shifts today. That's amazing. You are are 100% spot on, correct? And right now I have the curriculum set up as a 30-day challenge for you. And if you're interested in a teaser in the link for this podcast, since you're listening to the podcast in the description, I'll put the link for a free download for you. And this way you can get my uh, free get ahead shift sheet. It'll help you and your team plan the days out. The heck of an offer. It is, isn't it? All you got to do is click uh, the second part of the curriculum. Uh, I took my multi-unit manager system, which, again, is just a horribly clunky name. I changed it to like the better than yesterday improvement system for multi-unit mansion. Oh my God. Like I almost fell asleep just saying it. So now the new name, Sam, here you go. You're ready. Better visits today. I like it. What do you think the outcome of better visits today will be? Um, I'm starting to wake up. Coffee's kicking in. I'm going to say that it the outcome is better visits today. Fabulous, fabulous plan, Sam. And that's the idea. And I've taken, I still have my class. You could still message me, call me email me and i'll come out and do the three-day class for you Uh, but i'm also working it into again a 30-day challenge for a supervisor so that if the franchisee isn't up for it the supervisor can absolutely afford to take the 30-day challenge online and go through the curriculum to have better visits starting today and by the time this podcast drops i'll do the same thing in the in the description I'll put the link for a free download for my uh, leave behind, which is the get ahead visit sheet so that supervisors have a format for when they're debriefing in the store that they can leave something behind. Do you remember years ago, there was a movie called Night Shift? Oh, yeah.
1: And uh, it had um, Henry Winkler. Yeah. He worked in a morgue, I think. And then um, I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, but he, he was always running around saying, I'm an, I'm an idea, man, I'm an idea, man. So, yeah. so, so, so I'll tell you why that's coming to mind. Remind me again. I mean, because, you know, the name was super long and, and I'm old. Uh, what was the one for the, for the in-store personnel? Was it better shifts today? That would be better shifts today. So, yes. so, um, I'm an idea, man. Here's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire away. I'm thinking you make t-shirts that say, get the best. And the E is just really tiny, so you're getting the better shifts today. Get the best with better than yesterday consulting.
0: there There may have been a reason why I liked better shifts today because yes, I could do stuff around best. Yeah,, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. I love it. So apparently, yep. I'm not an original idea, man, but um no, I hadn't thought of I hadn't thought of T-shirts like that though, and obviously I'll need pins as well. Right?
1: Yeah, you know, I love where you're heading with all that, making it easier to remember. And
0: if the curriculum is half as good as the old curriculum, I think people are in for a real treat. So so some of our listeners may not know, and that's fine. But for Sam, Sam will know. Um, I got uh, Eric Hammer is going to start helping me on some of the curriculum on the backside. And for our listeners, uh, Eric Hammer, Sam, please don't take offense to this when I say this.
1: I... uh. I, no offense taken. I mean, I, I may not be a smart man, but I know one, when I see one and, uh, I agree with you. I, Eric's ability to create curriculum is, is second to none.
0: No. And, and, and the stuff he makes is just amazing. And the, the results that get created, you would never, never imagine it. And the way he thinks through things, I, I absolutely loved working with him my last four or five years at Domino's around the they then called MCUIT curriculum again, terrible name because you have to go through it and you don't have to enjoy it. But I say that jokingly because the stuff that Eric would make was amazing. I'd give him this like barely wireframe of an idea. And Eric would come back like two weeks later with a whole drafting board and like 35 pages of one note stuff of, okay, this is what it'll look like. And this is how it'll work. And this is how we'll know it works. And this is how we'll measure it. And this is how we'll know they like it. And I'm like, oh my God, like, like I just gave you this like in passing high five hey what if we and he comes back with like this entire 70% completed project. Yeah, he's a rock star. I am super excited to be able to bring him on and he's going to start down our uh leadership curriculum path. So that'll be the third wheel of my curriculum and then um in the next 3-4 months I'll have a trainer curriculum and a franchise business owner curriculum.
1: All right, hey listen, um oh my goodness, we're I don't know, 47 minutes into this thing already, and we haven't heard from Burgess Meredith. Books, books, all the books I'll need, all the books, all the books I'll ever want.
0: All right, Sam, it seems that you were the one that chose this book, Crucial Conversations, because, um, well, I believe a client or two of yours were looking for some crucial conversations. So why don't you kick this off, and then we'll
1: dive in. This journey started for me about two years ago when uh, Tristan Kohler called me up and said, that our team members are struggling a lot talking to their team members when there's a gap in performance. And we've got to find a way for them to get out of their own way and making the situation worse by doing what a lot of young leaders early on in their journey do and say, if you don't do this, then I'm going to write you up. You know, that's just not an effective way to change behavior and get better results. So Tristan and I started down this path of creating this curriculum. There was a book we were reading at the time. And then I came across this book, Crucial Conversations. I was listening to it in the car because you know I spend a minute or two in my car. And the thing just hit me a ton of bricks from the opening paragraph to the end of it. Then I had another client call me, the Sue Graves organization, the Honey Badgers. And I'm talking to Dave Randall and one of his directors, Mark. And They said, you know, we just we've got a real opportunity here to start closing the gap on some of these performance issues. Can you put this curriculum together? So I put together the curriculum based on the book, and uh, we're going to talk about that book today. And again, it's called Crucial Conversations. You listed off the entire team of authors. Uh, A couple of them do the audio read. You know, I I just uh, found the book extremely extremely fascinating.
0: How about you? What'd you, what'd you get out of it? So before I get into what I got out of it for our listeners, there's crucial conversations, which is what we're talking about today. If you go onto Amazon and just search conversations, because you can't remember the word crucial, you're also going to find difficult conversations, fierce conversations, adult conversations, leadership, wait, conversations for leaders. There is an entire cottage industry based around the word conversations. And Sam, I don't know about you, but but I I've read Fierce Conversations and was certified to teach that class. I've read Difficult Conversations and was certified to teach that probably a decade ago. And now, and I read Crucial around the same time when we went to the difficult side. Crucial's the one that of them all, the content makes the most sense to turn into an actionable class. Every chapter is is bulleted for what you want to do the actual behaviors you want to do. It's the easiest to take from book to do.
1: Yeah. And you know, the one that we read for this episode is the third version and the, the little bit of research I did on the first two versions, apparently the biggest difference between versions one, two and now three is in three, they put it in more of a path of how the actual conversation would go. And I I haven't read version one or version two, but my guess is it kind of jumped all around. So as late bloomers go, I'm glad I was a late bloomer to this one, because had it not been
0: as well put together as it was, I think it would have been, it would have been harder to follow. So I think I actually got through um, the second edition of this, because one, the copyright for the third edition is 2022. So I'm going to assume that I didn't read this one 10 years ago.
1: I think that's a safe assumption. Unless
0: you have a DeLorean and you went 88 miles an hour eh, or some pin particles and do the whole quantum thing. If you're a Marvel guy, there you go. There you either, go. Either one, take your pick. Um, but no, in all seriousness, what I remember of the book and why we chose not to go with crucial was exactly that was it would talk about how to close a conversation. Then we talk about the middle of the conversation. Then we talk about if somebody had objections to even talking like it was. It was a puzzle and the pieces were all over the place. Whereas this one now, this third edition is, is completely streamlined. It's here's how to identify. You need to have a conversation. Here's how to have the conversation. And at the end here is possible object, objections you could run into. And it's, it's a fabulous, easy path to follow. It
1: made putting together a hands-on workshop really, really easy. How long's that workshop, Sam? That workshop is two days. And as I'm sitting here in Council Bluffs, Iowa, I've delivered it one, two, three, four times already. I'm delivering it twice next week. I'm delivering it once a week after that. So every single district manager, director of operations, general manager or Team Honey Badger North uh, will have gone through it. And I, I mean, Drew, you know how it goes when you're delivering curriculum. The first one is good. The second one is better. The third one is better yet. And you know, I just got done doing it for the fourth time last week. And I think that it's it's now at a point where where it's pretty exciting. And again, it has everything to do with the book and, and how well they talk about these things. And and even more so. I'm not a big science guy. I can't research stuff. Uh, But I can read about the research and the way they tell the stories to back up the research is just, just amazing. You know, I'm, I'm giving away where I'm at on this book because I've already given out 40 copies of it. It's, uh, it's amazing. Should we jump into a little bit of it? Give them a taste. Yeah, go for it. Where would you like to start? Let's start with the framework of the crucial conversation. I mean, there's, there's nine steps. Uh, eight of them are critical if you're delivering a crucial conversation. One of them is critical if you're receiving a crucial conversation. But there's a couple of the steps in there that I think that as leaders, especially in really busy restaurants, that we really need to wrap our head around. And the first one would be master your stories. As I read the book, as I started creating the curriculum, it starts to become very apparent to me, you know, you start to see things that you didn't see before. And you know, if you spend any time with the with the above store leadership at the Honey Badgers, now, one of the things you'll start hearing them say when they're talking about team members or they're talking about situations where there's opportunities for improvement, one of them will say, "Hey, you're telling a villain story. Hey, you're telling a victim story. This is what I liked best about that part of the book. When I do leadership classes or when I had done leadership classes, you know i was I would get up there and I would say that, you have no control of your emotions. They just happen. And then you need to have a filter between your emotions and your verbal output. As you read the book, it turns out you do have control of your emotions. And what you have to do is master the stories that you're telling yourself so that you can control your emotions. And the example they give, Drew, and I, you know, every time I tell this example in front of 20 hard-charging general managers, you see a bunch of heads start shaking. So think about if there was ever a time where somebody gave you some feedback and then later on that day, later on the next day or somewhere down the road, someone else gave you the exact same feedback about the exact same subject and even used the exact same words. If you had a different reaction from those two people, that's because of the story that you told yourself before you let your emotions take place. Now, the challenge with with retelling your stories and mastering your stories is that we all have track records. We all have experiences with the people we work with. And sometimes those stories that we tell ourselves, even though they're based in fact, they can really hurt our path to dialogue.
0: So, Sam, for our listeners, let's kind of give them an example. You know, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, the new Ghostbusters movie?
1: Dude, you're going to find this hard to believe, but just watched it last weekend. while, Wait for it. Putting
0: together Ecto-1, my new Lego set. Oh, that's okay. That's that's kind of funny, actually. Fabulous. All right. So then let's play for a second for our listeners. Is there a hero in that movie?
1: Yeah, there is. The uh, the young daughter who uh, her name escapes me. Uh, But an outcast in school makes no friends.
0: Absolutely. Okay. she's the hero, though. And she comes through at the end and saves the town from and I think the world from near destruction, from the hit of the Aztec duel. Right. Okay. how can we turn her story into a victim story? Well, you know, it starts going down the
1: path of a classic victim story. You know, her mom can't pay the rent. And they end up moving to the dead grandfather's house that they uh, that they inherited. And, you know, everything's going wrong. She's a victim of her
0: circumstances. Nothing is right. So if you stop there, right, this is going to be a sad movie. Like if you if you pull out just what Sam was talking about, mom can't pay the bills. House gets foreclosed. They've got to move to their dead grandpa's place, which is out in the middle of the woods. She's got to change schools. Everything she's doing is out of her control. Woe is me. And yet we started the story the absolute opposite way. She's the hero. She took control of what was going on. She saw the problem and, and went after the solution. So same movie, and depending on the way you approach it, depends on how your audience perceives what's going on. Now, now, you know, they set up a little bit of the you feel bad for her because then it makes the hero moment even better. But think of your own store. You have an opportunity to look at it as a victim or as something you control and that you're the main character
1: in. Yeah, I mean, without the assist of Hollywood writers, Domino's Pizza Restaurant general managers have got all the makings for a classic victim story. You've gone through two years of a pandemic. Staffing around the world is in a horrible place. Food cost is rising. Margins are shrinking. Everything
0: the best Hollywood writers in the world could possibly write to set you up. Add to it that people are upset generally and then they're hangry on top of it. Yeah. I mean, everything that you could possibly need for a classic victim movie
1: has already been written for you. But the good news is everything for a classic. Hero movie has also been written for you.
0: You just need to get in costume and play the role. And that's where this book comes into play. I know, Sam, you're going into the the nine steps and the mastering your your story. I actually went right to the beginning because ident- just even identifying a crucial conversation, I think we have a really hard time with. So when they talk about um, a group having opposing opinions, strong emotions, or high stakes, and it's the high stakes part, right? That we occasionally look at something and we're like, this isn't really a crucial conversation. I'm just going to tell Sam he's not getting that quarter raise because it's only a quarter on our end. On their end, it's a high stake. I need that extra five bucks because it's 20 bucks over the month. And right now I'm 15 bucks short. Like, like it's high stakes for them. And, and to know. As you're going into a conversation that it's a crucial conversation for one of the two parties, even if it's not you, is so key to all of this because it sets the frame. It sets where you want to come at it from. Well, let me jump in there for
1: just a second, and um, I'm going to pull it, Drew and say I'm going to go no. ahead and and
0: disagree with you. Wow, you haven't disagreed with me in a while. Usually it's me disagreeing with you. This that's I guess it would be pulling it through. All right, continue.
1: I think what we've got to understand as leaders that every single conversation you have with a team member is high stakes for both of us. Because if you don't handle the conversation in a way that's going to make them want to change behavior, to make you make them want to get better results, then you are not going to achieve better results. Let's try to avoid getting lost in, it's a crucial conversation for them because they're not executing at the level I expect. It's a crucial conversation for both of us because they need to execute at the level you expect so that you can produce the results that you want.
0: You know, I love where you're going with that. I think we're actually speaking the same language, Sam, that I think occasionally as as a leader, we might not, we might look at a conversation and go, it's not crucial. I think we're going to the same spot.
1: There you go. So let's, let's make this perfectly clear for all our listeners. Every conversation you have with team members is crucial. And if you don't think it is, then I would ask you to pump the brakes, take a breath and think about what the positive repercussions of a great, well thought out conversation are. And on the flip side, think about what the negative repercussions will be with just simply saying, do this or I'm going to write you up.
0: So along those lines, and I jump in to, I think it's chapter four, because it's just before Master My Stories. And it's the uh, refuse the fool's choice, because that was such a I don't know how to put it other than to say I've seen this play out dozens of times. Well, I mean, I think that. The climate we've been in for the
1: last two years was a perfect recipe for the fool's choice.
0: I'm not going to give you any more than that. I want you to get the book because this is a crazy easy read. It's it's one of our longer books. There's a lot of summary at the end, but you're, you're pushing about 300 pages. And I read it on plane flight to Denver. So like three hours all in. I read the whole book.
1: Yeah, the audio, I think, is uh, clocks in at about eight and a half. You know, two of the authors are reading it. Uh, their voice is easy to listen to. And the way they go through it and tell the stories. I mean, I'm sure part of it, Drew, was that I was just completely intrigued and I knew I was going somewhere with it. But I, I mean, this is this is this book's a home run. And, you know, the whole fool's choice thing that you just said, we got a lot of people out there doing that right now. And and that's not to say that we don't get it. I mean, folks, you're leveraged. You're leveraged <clears throat> to the hilt right now. You don't have enough staff. We're selling more pizzas than than we could ever have imagined. And we're making decisions based on those things. And I get that. We've got to start to think about how did we become the number one pizza company in the world? And how do we maintain that? Because maintaining it will be more difficult than reaching it because now we are the hunted instead of the hunter. And I think this book will uh, will do a great job of, of setting you on your way. And I'd be remiss to say, if you're a franchisee and you're listening, uh, there is one heck of a really good two-day workshop out there that uh, Bowser Consulting would love to come to your market and get your people in a room and get them some hands-on practice with role plays, with knowledge, with skills, and and send them back into your restaurants, ready to make a difference.
0: Two day workshops, free downloadable. This episode's the so I had a title originally, Sam, and the, the title was "Conversations That Can Be Crucially Conversated." Conversations that can be crucially conversated. And and I was going to go with that, but but I almost want to call it now free, 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 free.
1: So for me, Drew, uh, I want to hit one more thing, and then we'll. We'll get straight to where we're going to recommend this, although I think people know where we're headed with that. The two things that I think young leaders or new leaders just starting out on their path or even folks that have been doing this for a minute that are really important are master your stories. Understanding that and getting a hold of it is really important. The second one that, that I think we miss a lot and what takes us from dialogue to monologue is we don't explore their path. We don't explore their path to action and figure out why it is they did what they did. And they, they've they got a really cool question in the book that they tell you, tell you to ask yourself when something's not going the way you would have done it. And that is, why would a reasonable and rational person do or say what they just did or said? And when you start thinking about it that way and you try to put yourself in their shoes instead of making decisions with your life experiences it becomes becomes much easier to get to this path to dialogue it becomes much easier to start filling the pool of shared meaning as they say in the book i'll give you an example we did a role play last week a young man came up and he said um i've got a driver and he was doing X, Y, or Z. So we go through the role play and the role play is that the driver was tired of getting yelled at because the baking mats were wet. So he took initiative and threw the baking mats in the dryer. So right now, and, and, and Drew, I can see it on your face. Our listeners can't. Right now, listeners are going, oh my God, what an idiot. If you stop for a second and you explore their path to action and you say, Can you tell me why you put them in the dryer? Because they were wet. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's a dryer, and it dries yep. things. Yep. I, okay, can, great. I can
0: get there so fast. Yep.
1: Yeah. 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 So so here you've got a team member that saw a problem, was seeking a solution, and took action. You know, I think we've said it before. I'm more interested in evaluating somebody's process than evaluating their outcome because as long as they're using the right process we're not always going to get the right outcome we want anyway so once i understand his path to action it's much easier for me to state my path and say hey grab one of those mats out of the dryer do you see how the edges are fraying that's because it's tumbling and they're they're in there fighting with each other but i want to let you know that i love the way you're thinking they were wet this makes them dry and moving forward, this is how we're gonna make them dry. And that makes it a conversation where the team member understands the whys. Thank you, Sam and, Sinek. and And it's not them getting yelled at and them being afraid to make a decision the next time. And I- f- Sam, Sam,
0: Sam, we're at like 40 minutes on this podcast. And I love where you're going. And I think we could do an entire, in fact, the entire next episode around this because we gave this driver the goal dry mat and we yeah. didn't tell them to your point, any of the outcomes, any of the processes or the behavior, what we wanted them to do. So they filled all of that in. Yeah. We can't get upset. They gave us the goal. So I think our entire next episode could be about around this. I don't want to derail where we're going because no, it's, it's important okay. that you do
1: derail it because I'm in the middle of delivering this eight times in six weeks. And it's just, it is spot on topic for me so thanks for that so with that said
0: are you uh 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 are, what are you doing with this one i don't even know where this goes in our list because to your point you already made a class out of it we don't have that on the list right i'm looking online and it happens to be 11% off right now so the soft cover book the third edition make sure you're getting the third edition the red cover is uh under 20 bucks right now on amazon if you're listening and you're in management buy the book. If you're listening and you own stores, buy the book and have new team members who are going into management, read this their first week, embed this into your training for your team. And then once you've gotten 10 or 15 people through the book, bring Sam in for the two day class. And Sam, once you're booked up 52 weeks out of the year, let me know and I'll take some overflow.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, um, (laughs) This thing is is just amazing. Like I said, I think I've already given away 30 to 40 copies of the book. I've got another 20 on order. You know, Tristan, if you're listening up there
0: in Canada. Yeah, up there in Canada. Thanks for, thanks for clarifying that because it sounded so much worse. And you're like, if you're listening yeah. up there. <laughs> in Canada, Tristan,
1: in Canada. You know, when we started talking about this down in Dayton a couple of years ago, I put together some stuff and I was pretty happy with what I put together. This thing has uh, taken on a life of its own and it is amazing stuff. The book, if, if you don't know how to use Google yourself, go to my website, there's a link to it. You know, I think I'll get 17 cents for every copy you buy, which will help us keep this podcast on. But um, this one, I mean, I think this is out of all the books we've done, this has got to be a top five book for me, maybe top three.
0: So this one. Coffee bean and energy bust are kind of yeah. John Gordon, listen, you you you're in trouble of losing your number one or
1: two spot unless you come on this podcast because we know you're listening.
0: Now, Sam, if we like this book that much, does that mean we need to get into crucial accountability or crucial confrontations because they have sequels to this book?
1: Yeah, I think that's probably um, going to be the next the next logical step. Uh, I mean, having the conversation is not necessarily going to change behavior right away. It's going to be a great start. But uh,
0: yeah, crucial accountability is probably coming next. Sam, let's land this plane. I got it right. I am so proud of you right
1: now. Well, thank you so, so much for listening to, uh, especially me rambling on today. I'm just a huge fan of this book. We would absolutely love it if you'd share these episodes with your friends, like them, follow us. And subscribe. Remember, if you post a picture that shows you've subscribed, you could get a just marvelous and, as Drew would say, fabulous Drew and Mm -hmm. Sam Talk Training hat pin. This has been episode. Wait a second. Is this right? Was this
0: the the golden 50th episode of Drew and Sam Talk Training? This is the golden 50th episode, Sam. Congratulations. We're in rarefied air. Only Ah. like 5% of podcasts get to 50. Congratulations!
1: Holy cow! Seven more episodes, and uh, never mind. All right, no, uh, don't say it. Th- this has been episode number fifty of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I'm Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting, and I'm Sam with Bowser Consulting. Go out there, sell more pizzas,
0: and have more fun.
1: the end of the that's all folks. <laughs>